3: Your president
4: is watching! America
5: is watching! But more important,
4: Godfather, Godfather is watching! Make no mistake, there will be no fuck! Ups. Marines around this world would give they left nuts to be where you are. Anybody not want to go? Not Marines, kill on three. Whoa, go. HEY!
3: Gentlemen, and thank you for choosing Cold War Radio. We are live from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Studio Number 1. I'm your host Hutch Bailey Jr. The Cold War Radio Patron Hotline 412-206-6208 the voicemail number. For podcast listeners 412-567-1460, please go to steelcityresistance.com and become a Cold War Radio patron off in the right hand. Margin. You can also donate to the War Chest there. Two different things. Catch the research room. Tons of information in there. And the video page which shows the videos uh, where we get our audio clips for the radio show. Uh, sometimes uh, a whole lot, a whole nother dimension. So sometimes you have to go there if you hear an interesting clip. If you want to write to the show, write to Cold War Radio P.O. Box 10433 370 Castle Shannon Boulevard. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, one five two three four. All right, let's turn it down to the south. We've got our Our crew in our double duo dynamic duo from atlanta georgia let's welcome stacy rush to the program good evening ma'am
0: good evening hutch bailey jr and sal it's good to be with you guys tonight
3: all right wednesdays are special let's go to uh, the outskirts of allegheny county the uh, voter fraud capital of the state and welcome uh, sal to the program hello sal
6: hey hi chase stacy how's it going tonight i just had the a Pittsburgh dinner of champions, fish sandwich. Of, nah, no, nah, no. Nah. I I switched it up to. I had a little bit of Pittsburgh popcorn.
3: There you go. That's expensive and I, stuff, but it's good.
6: Yeah, I had a cheeseburger with double American cheese on it, yellow American cheese. That's one of my favorite.
3: With like meat.
6: Oh yeah, absolutely. Like <laughs> a real hamburger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Caught me there. And then. I had some broccoli, so I covered it all. There you
3: go. There you okay. go. No, no fries. Uh, I I don't know. I said that because of those plant. But I I don't see how somebody could eat a plant based burger. I mean, I just that just that goes against my DNA. I, I couldn't do that. I, I it wouldn't get down my throat.
0: You'd no be way. surprised. I tried one about a year ago, um, at uh, before Burger King got their Impossible Whopper yeah. thing. And it it was fine, actually. I was shocked. I didn't think I would I'd like it at all, but it, it tasted fine, and, and the texture was good. I think it's all about the texture, honestly, for me.
3: Yeah, and I you know I heard a, I watch a, a YouTube, uh, series Dame Drops. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He's a big black guy that goes to every restaurant. I mean, it's a great food review, and uh, he went and he did a side by side with the Whopper and the Impossible Whopper, and basically said, "Damn." I wanted to come here and throw some hate, but I can't. He said this impossible burger tastes better than the real one, and that kind of stunned me a little bit. But uh, I'm still going to stick with the beef, <laughs> just, just because it's one of. The, I don't do sushi. You know what I mean? There's certain things. Frog legs never appealed to me. Uh, squirrel. I, I know a lot of people eat squirrel. No, you know I, I, that's fine, but when you Skin that bad boy out! I'll tell you what it looks like. There's not much left.
6: It's there's not much. Yeah, there's not much left, man. There ain't, there ain't, take, there's not a lot of meat on that bone.
3: You take the hair off that tail, and it's all over. Anyway, all right. So let's get serious here. CPAC pack is uh, has begun, and we have a contingent of listeners down there. I hope you guys all got there safely. Uh, if you can give us a call later on, that would be good. Uh, Mona's down there on. Uh, Assignment, so we'll, we ought to be getting some uh, interviews uh, uploaded tomorrow, and we'll play them on Friday if I can figure out how to do it. Uh, I am tentatively now. My, my wife just texted me; she's uh, at work, and she's down in West Virginia. But she uh, she gets a little leery of the weather. I'm not that much. I, I don't really care about the weather. I have a pretty big truck that can handle it. Uh, so we're coming down on Friday to see Pack to talk to our folks uh, on Friday night, and we're going to do the show. From somewhere down there so there is going to be a show uh, regina asked on facebook uh i don't know if i'm going to be able to incorporate uh jack or not it, it all depends whether i try to do this on my phone or i just take my studio with me i'm, I'm not sure and either way uh i'm going to tell i'm going to work ar- i'm going to work with it tomorrow to see if it's feasible uh, but we will at least have a show there may not be call-ins though but we'll uh uh take a microphone and and probably get some of these guys together and and whoever wants to do it. And uh, it may not be two hours, I'm not sure, but we'll figure that out. So CPAC's there. I hope everybody's having a great time in our nation's capital. I know Marlene had some problems getting down there. (laughs) it took her an extra night, uh, so I'm sure we'll be hearing about that. But, uh, okay, let's get into the news. I want to touch on the most immediate news first. Uh, Stacey, you know that's how I roll my 50-meter targets. Let's talk about this coronavirus for a minute. Uh, just got done watching most of the uh, briefing, the presidential briefing that started out kind of – it didn't look like he had his sea legs at first. It was going in about <laughs> 15 different directions.
0: I no, I was worried at first. I was like, oh, Trump, come on. But come on. He, I, I, he needed to do well because you saw the rabid dogs uh, in the White House press corps when he was finished. They're just dying uh, for anything uh, to give their candidate a choice, and they were very disgraceful, I thought. But he, he really got it together, and I, I was proud of him.
3: Once he put that, that short woman on, and I didn't get a chance to catch her title where I would have said it. Uh, but all, all I can do is say there was a short gray haired woman that came on and she saved the day, man, to me. Mm-hmm. She came on there and, and basically what they said, and this is true, and I wanted to put this out. Uh, this is, I mean, for the United States to be in meltdown over a case of the flu is a little bit. Now, I can understand third world countries. I can understand uh, – what I don't understand is how it survived in Brazil. That, that gets me because it's supposed to die with the heat. But beyond that, in the, in the United States of America, our infrastructure and our setup is such that if you take very basic precautions – first of all, if you catch it, it doesn't really mean that much at this point from what I understand of it being very close to influenza. So to an average able-bodied person with good lungs – you're all right. I'm screwed, but I'm protecting myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's an individual responsibility as Americans for us to do this for each other to protect ourselves. You know, if you feel like you're sick with the flu, don't go to work. Don't <laughs> don't go to work because I know we all know that person that does that. That comes into work, I'll just totally spreading everything when he's got sick leave or even if he doesn't. You know, you're, nobody wants you there.
7: Mm-hmm.
3: So quarantine yourself. That was something the president said. He said, if you feel yeah. like you're sick, quarantine yourself. Exercise some responsibility.
0: I, do, Th- I, You know, I felt after the initial shakiness, I felt like <laughs> he did a really good job at uh, projecting that it was something not to panic over. At this point, and I think that that is important because I think the mainstream media is doing everything they can, um, praying for an outbreak. I mean, the saddest thing about uh, their behavior is that they would love it if a vast amount of Americans died from the coronavirus, and they would love it if the stock market tanked due to the coronavirus. And it really is such a sad state of affairs. And they really disgust me. So I was, I was glad that he presented it in a way that made me feel comfortable because I don't really know what to expect with it. Um, it made me feel comfortable that they think it's more of a flu type of virus than it is you know like the Ebola type of Ooh. virus like that little jackhammer about um, that? who tried to get him on those tweets I was like you go Trump smack him down he did too. Um, he did he did a good job and you know the other thing that made me feel better too is talking about the people who have it um, we haven't had anybody die from it here and that speaks well to you know, the type of uh, uh, health care system that we have. So we have to prepare. It'd be stupid not to prepare. Um, and I, I think he did a he did a good job tonight.
3: I did, too. Sal, your thoughts?
6: Well, one other thing that we can do is also, hey, wash your hands. Yeah. Take your vitamins. Get your sleep. Uh, just protect your immune system as you would any other any other time. Uh, the the thing that I'm perhaps a little bit concerned about is the true numbers that are actually what has occurred in China. And I don't know whether they're telling the truth or not. I don't know whether it's I don't know what to believe. So that's where I'm a little bit stuck at uh, as to how concerned I am, because, as you know, that's a very populated country. Uh, that uh, city in particular, I think, you know, eight to 10 million people, yeah, which is big. a it's a big city. It's one of our biggest American cities. Uh, so I am a little bit reserved in the concern. No, no the biggest, big
3: biggest Chinese cities.
6: Yes, it, yes. I, I, I'm a little bit concerned because the numbers might just be a little bit n- not – it may be far worse than what we're hearing. However, I think if you take your everyday precautions and don't, don't be the jerk that comes in sick if you think that you caught something right. and you take care of yourself – I I think we'll be okay. Let's get a little specific. I think
0: think he should have articulated a little bit better how long they've been on the case with this. Um, You know, as soon as it was reported out of... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
2: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
1: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry.
0: people coming in because from he's a that. racist yeah I know and 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 uh, Chuck Schumer who now is saying we're not he's not taking it seriously enough he's not asking for enough money you know said that he was overreacting by stopping travel in and out so he's been on the case from the moment that this yes. began and I think he probably could have done a little bit better of a job with that but also to say hey look this we've known about this from this time period and this is the number of cases that we have in the U- United States. It's, it's relatively And only one low. of them
3: sick. Only one of them's still sick.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, badly.
0: Um, I mean, and, and so it's not something to be taken lightly by any stretch of the means, but I don't think the full blown panic. Oh, yippee yay. This is going <sighs> to crash the economy and kill a bunch of Americans is really the way to go with it.
3: Uh, he did a couple things there that, uh, I was proud of because I did them before he did, and he he outlined. I said last year that nineteen thousand Americans died from influenza. He said average, that number can go all the way up to sixty some thousand a year in some years, and that's just day to day life in America. You know, when and when you're talking about this small amount of casualties.
0: But he was so, like, all over the place with it. He's he like, was. hey, look at this this colorful graph. Who knew? <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, God, Trump, we're looking for you to be, like, on top of it. Only because I knew how the media was going to react about it. They were it. horrible.
3: They were absolutely. And, you know, I wouldn't have wanted to have been in that room because there's probably coronavirus. Half the people that asked <laughs> questions had accents. You know, there was That's Indians true. in there, Chinese uh-huh. and the Japanese and. Well, Ladies, well, I, 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 Trump would have been a boss if he came out with those masks on. Well, you you know, there's a
6: far bigger threat than this, right? That's out there.
3: Yeah, it was on the stage last night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. Well, that's because that's you, the other thing uh, he said. That's the other thing he said. On
6: don't, right on target. Uh, don't don't, don't think that that,
3: don't think that that stock market is just about the coronavirus. You saw that stage last night. These people are horrible, and every last one of them. Is horrible. It, well, I, wanted it's, to,
6: I wanted to drill down on one statistic: was the 150 million lost to gun violence, <laughs> uh, which would be which would be the coronavirus on every steroid possible. It would have been it, every just, war
3: we've ever fought, and then we'd still uh, need yeah, to kill I, some more.
6: How does someone? How does someone honestly say that? And to be taken credible, go. I. I, I, I don't. I. It makes me angry.
3: Let well, me. Uh, we'll, get the, we'll get to the. We'll get to the debate one second. Let me just get this in uh, because it's part of Cold War history. Egypt held a military funeral in Cairo today to bury its former president Hosni Mubarak, who ruled for 30 years until he was ousted in a 2011 popular uprising against corruption. Uh, so, R.I.P. Hosni Mubarak. Whatever they say about you in the media, you were our ally for many years and uh nothing happened with Israel in your on your watch and from Egypt I'm saying and that's very important but uh yeah back to the debate go ahead stacy
0: i was just going to say i don't know if you all noticed but um you know i i heard some pundits saying how could uh you know why are they giving joe biden a pass i mean they've completely moved on from joe biden yeah i mean honestly i didn't feel like um There was a lot of follow-up. There definitely weren't attacks towards him. So I felt like the moderators and the other candidates have moved on from him. So I truly didn't expect to hear anything about that comment, um, you know, the next day from the media or anybody following up on it because I don't think anybody's worried about him at this point.
3: On the other hand, he he had a pretty good uh, debate performance from the part I watched. I mean, at least his combativeness was on. He uh, did.
0: I mean he had a few good moments. That's that's for certain. But there was one point where he had a senior moment oh, and I he was he was doing and I I do that too. I did it in a job interview once, I remember and they asked me a question, I started rambling off words and then, you know, about five minutes not maybe not that long, but maybe a minute into it, I finally had to say, you know what, I don't even remember what I was asked or trying to answer sorry about
8: that. well hell that's that's well
6: heck that's a better than biden a little bit ago he was thinking he was running for the senate so uh, I, yeah I, you know you, you at least knew where you were at some point
3: you know, I know I something i forgot the the one thing i forgot about the coronavirus that i wanted to put out there uh, he got asked a couple questions that made me think now don't forget he just got back from india that's got to be a hell of a plane ride even on air force one But I don't think he was briefed. I don't know if you guys know this, but there was one report that was put out by the CDC that said that it is not a matter of if, but a matter of when Mm -hmm. this virus is going to hit this country and we might have to close schools, men should shave their beards, all this other stuff. And I just want everybody to know that the one person that said that while... The president was not here. He was overseas. Is Rob Rosenstein's sister. And I don't think he got briefed about that because he was asked a question twice. Do you trust the people putting out statements at the CDC? And he said, yes, absolutely. Hundred percent. Rod Rosenstein's sister. Don't think that wasn't political for a minute. These people are in cahoots with each other. I guarantee it. And she sees her brother. Is in peril if this guy stays in power. Uh, I just wanted to throw that out there. I mean, I'm sure that the uh, investigative media will do due diligence on that. And well, I
0: couldn't. I couldn't. I didn't know if the woman who was the gray-headed woman was that not the same person. No. Uh, okay. No. Okay, that's what I was wondering about too, because um, I thought that that was just really. Uh, It was unbelievable that she came out and and did what she did, because it was it was such a it was so stupid. It was calling fire in
3: a movie theater is what it was. Right.
0: It was very alarmist. It really was. And I and so maybe that is why he didn't answer some questions the way I thought maybe he should. Maybe he didn't know. That, that that statement had been made i don't know because um, or i'm may, i'm sure he did actually because i'm not sure that they would have done the press briefing had it not been made because it was it was ridiculous what she said
6: okay and let's just clarify who the gray-haired woman is so we actually could put a name i in.
0: know the little gray-haired the, lady the little
6: gray yes the little gray-haired lady is dr ann Shuhat, and she is the principal deputy director for the us centers of disease control and prevention
3: and she did a good yeah. job when she came up. She really did. She's very soothing, uh, if that's a thing. Uh, but I guess when you're dealing with something like this, I'm sure that the uh, two objectives were probably stopping the bleeding on Wall Street was one of them, and you're not going to do that with these Democrats. Uh, on, on the other hand, uh, the president is up 52% approval rating. I and mean, I haven't seen a president get that in a long time. That's uh awesome. Rasmussen too. I mean
0: – And with uh, – negative news coverage to boot. That is an amazing figure.
3: It is. It ought to make them scared. I mean, the the media. And now you have lawsuits coming uh, from more than one direction, and it's about damn time. You know, it's one thing. You can write whatever you want to write in the editorial section. But when you're writing that the president had a deal with Putin to do this and that when it wasn't true, uh, you got to go to jail for that. I'm sorry. That's not a... That's the slander, you know, and trying to <laughs> affect an election, if you will. Uh, now, there's a guy named Jonathan Easley that came up with five takeaways from the Democrat debate. Uh, and, and I'd like to go over them and get your thoughts uh, on it. Uh, the first one, uh, rivals are desperate to stop Sanders. That was clear. That was clear, Stacy. They piled on You know, they were as bad as the media. They're, it's like a food fight with these people.
0: Yeah. I mean, they they're desperate to stop them. But the interesting thing to me is that they all agree on the same policies. Yes. It's just that maybe Klobuchar and Buttigieg would take it a little bit slower to get to the same policies that Bernie Sanders is screaming from the rooftops. But they are desperate to take him out. The only one who wasn't on full um you know, attack dog mode for Bernie was Elizabeth. I felt like she was trying to, um, align herself with them, I guess maybe for a chance at VP, Imagine I don't know that. if she sees the writing on the wall because I don't, I, you know, I need to go look at polls for, for the various states, but I don't see how they stop them at this point. I really don't.
6: No, they're not going to. I think it's actually too yet to be determined. I think this is we we're, we're predicting, uh, I don't think right now that he will have the delegates by the time he gets to the convention. That's the thing. And I know, watch.
3: That's a thing and I watch. know
6: right now, Stacy, I agree the popularity, the popularity that we're at least hearing in the polls that, you know, I don't know if we necessarily agree with. Yes. It, the popular potential vote. Yeah. But the thing I think we need to continue to stay focused on are the delegates. And I don't believe uh, from what I'm seeing that he's going to get to the convention with enough delegates to win it. And by the time, I, I think they're but, going to realize, they're going to how, say, holy crap.
0: How could go- he not? I mean, I, the only states I don't see him winning are, you know, some Southern states, Texas, maybe, but he's going to have California, New York. I mean, he's going to have the states. that, he's, that are-
6: he, 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 given how many people are still on the stage, there's going to be enough numbers divided, and I, I, yeah, I, there's I, like
3: there's I, like three I, candidates I, that are I, in the so 20s st- and 30s.
6: Yeah, see, so okay. there's there's some there's a lot of merit to what you're saying. Yeah, very popular, but I just think there's going to be so many delegates spread that they're going to get 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 to the convention and say, holy crap. You mean to I tell me that
0: they do? I'm praying too. for a brokered convention. I and, hope they steal it from him again. <laughs> I, do and too. I hope he takes a payoff <laughs> and I hope he endorses Mike Bloomberg or whoever they decide well, is going to be the candidate.
6: And we're going to get, we're gonna get, we're we're gonna get to that, right, Hutch? We're going to get to the payoff, aren't we?
3: <laughs> um, I'm going to bring it up right now, the one I'm thinking yeah. about anyway. And, and that's uh, the payoff was made in 2016.
0: Yes,
3: it was. It was made in 2016, and they quashed the investigation into his wife. And then today, they reopened that investigation, and ah. the, and the Sanders got lawyers. So I think he traded his wife for Hillary Clinton last time, and now they're going to take his ass out. But
0: oh, th- that being
3: said, uh, FBI agents... <laughs> Are not supposed to investigate people during a campaign. <laughs>
0: well, that's, that's the thing, too, right? So uh, he needs to understand. Let's say he gets the nomination, and let's say he wins and beats Trump. Dude won't last three months. He will yeah. have a heart attack. Right? He'll have a heart attack. Yeah, period. you watch and see. You, you
3: watch and see who's the vice president. That'll be the story. Exactly.
0: There. That'll be yeah. an H.W. Bush situation. Damn right. and Bernie you will be gone it. in three months.
3: You got it, man. That's for sure. Uh, and to your point, the second uh, takeaway, Warren, is hell bent on sinking Bloomberg. She's got a personal thing against that guy. And uh, I don't think he has a shot anyway. But uh, you, you, do you know they played a Bernie, or I mean, a Bloomberg commercial during, during, that, during the yeah. debate? And they're I mean,
0: not supposed to do that, from what I understand.
3: I I don't know. I I just, uh, I I didn't see it. I I could, you know, the thing with me, I watched about the first 40 minutes, maybe 45 minutes. Uh And then I couldn't take it anymore. Then it was was noise. It was, I actually was in my shop, which is in a different room from where my television was. Uh And it was just like noise.
0: And you know, Hutch, it's interesting, and I think we might have talked about this during the last the last debate I watched from start to finish, because I couldn't stop laughing. It was just so, so bad. But this one, I, I, I turned it off right around the same time, too, because it just made me sad to think that there are, you know, 40 up to 50% of voters oh, in this country who would vote for these clowns They're clowns they're <laughs> socialists and yeah. and their their policies hurt american people hurt american businesses hurt our economy and and i it's, it was just sad to me to listen to them and think god i cannot believe people buy you know vote for this so and, you know i
3: see I, 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 th- I, I, mean, I had to go too and, and you know i think what we should do as a tactic, is uh, or maybe even a strategy, is to quit calling them socialists. They're communists. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at you look at Bernie Sanders' heroes. Mm-hmm. Fidel Fidel Castro was not a socialist; he was a communist. And every and, leader of Russia has been a communist, and Nicaragua a communist.
0: And I think one of the things too that a couple of people on Twitter, I think Jack Posobiec and and a couple of other people, Boy, he's good have have said is that we have to remember that our kids have been indoctrinated to believe that socialism is just some wonderful thing where everybody just you know gets to major in fine art history and live in tiny houses and you know share (laughs) everyone's money um you know work 15 hours a week and then just sit around in starbucks and and do social media all day ride the bus Um, and yeah yeah, they think socialism is great, and so we cannot call it socialism because no. it is not going to get through. It's it's got to be communism. It's got to be authoritarianism, if that's the correct way it to works. say that. Um, it's got to be something else to get across, uh, at least to the to the younger voters because they don't believe socialism is bad.
3: And they really don't. You know they've been they've been stripped. Mm -hmm. And they've been stripped of their training to be critical thinkers. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we've got this situation now. And I mean, and I'm living with it. I mean, even the smartest of them are still indoctrinated. You know, they're smart.
0: And not just that, Hutch, but did you notice what what they said last night? Studies have shown that between ages one and four are when you are most impacted and able to, you know, to learn and develop. And so we want to make, you know, daycare and pre-K available to everyone in the United States. They want to start with your babies.
3: And if you, if you read that's if they, the, the that's, declaration if they about the, that.
6: that's if they survive the abortion clinic. Good point.
3: Go ahead. If you read the, the, uh, the uh, statement on that, the official statement from Bernie Sanders, it tells you in, in the last couple paragraphs, uh, so we can build strong, loyal Americans.
0: Mm-hmm. Come on, man,
3: what's that mean, you know?
0: Yeah, it means exactly what it what it means, just yeah. like Obama with his volunteer group. Oh, and you know, like but- basketball
3: and everything else, man. It's all Ugh. the same. So another thing, one of the things that, and we're going to get off of this quick. i got a lot more stuff to cover here, but uh, this wasn't thralling. One thing that I really hate is I hate watching white liberals
8: oh. and sometimes
3: white conservatives, too. I hate when they pander to black people. I mean, look, let me give you a a, a little word of advice, Democrats. Why don't you just treat black Americans like they're intelligent human beings? Yeah. You know, you don't have to piss all over your own skin because you're trying to help a black guy
0: i know it, it's to me it's so demeaning and i thought that very same thing last night i thought look at all these white rich liberals up here talking about how bad the black man got it and how we white liberals gonna do something to help you out uh, and they haven't done a damn thing in it, decades
3: it's so good it was <laughs> i'm losing my touch sal your uh, your thoughts
6: If they came into my church, I would please tell them to get out. Mm -hmm. Like, I I would not want that in my church. I don't know who they think they are or what they're doing. You know, when I go to, honestly, when I go to church, I want it to be apolitical. I want it to be about the word of God, and they're not, and I'm not anywhere near that level. So I don't want to hear from them. I would tell them to get out. I found that when I read that, I was. I would have been, I as a parishioner of a church, I would be appalled that that would even happen.
0: Well, and I do notice that. I don't know if you guys noticed it in the debate as well, that Elizabeth Warren quoted scripture. Oh, at, oh You may not have seen that because it was at the end with the, oh, what's your motto and what's your whatever. And I don't oh know how God. she worked in some scripture. I'm like, when <laughs> have you ever quoted scripture, Elizabeth? Because you're in South Carolina. Not only are you going to pander to the black people, but you're going to pander to the black Christians and all the other, you know, Christians in the South. Like we're a bunch of freaking idiots. I mean, yeah. they're just a joke. And she's
3: she's supposed to be a dirt worshiper anyway.
0: I know she's a. Charity, and then here's right? one last thing I'm going to say about this because I know you got tons <laughs> of stuff. But when Bernie Sanders is asked about APAC and Benjamin Netanyahu and he's asked about Linda Sensor and other of the anti-Israelites that are, you know, his spokespeople on the campaign trail. And he always comes back to saying, but I'm a Jew, so obviously they're not anti-Semitic. He's an atheist. He is not a practicing Jew. And I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of him using that as if that's some some way to say it's OK that he's he has the most anti-israel and and most um anti-semites on his you know as his he's got members of care
3: he's got care and muslim brotherhood people in his campaign
0: he's just disgusting he's he's
3: he's convenient
6: conveniently jewish now it's a matter of convenience right
3: I, i will disagree a little bit uh with you sal on the political uh taking politics totally out of the church I think that's something that uh, was imposed on us by Lyndon Baines Johnson. Uh, Before that, before the Johnson Amendment, uh, politics was rampant in church. I mean, that's where the American Revolution started was in churches. Uh, But that being said, uh, the brand of hate politics shouldn't be in churches. I mean, it should be only related – to policies and candidates and things that are godly you know that are that are right that are that follow the ten commandments for for instance abortion i think should be talked about in church i do i think that's a religious uh you know foundation type of argument uh but i don't know because it's Gone so far the other way now. I mean, I had to leave my church, for Christ's sake, over. Oh, I didn't mean to say it that way. Uh, <laughs> but, all right, so closing up on the debate, uh, this debate will raise fears about negativity among the candidates. And it definitely did that with me, you guys. I mean, it's like, I'll say it again. I said it the other night. Uh, this is the Make America Suck Again campaign. Uh, everything, that there wasn't a positive thing that was spoken that I heard. There wasn't an American flag in sight. And at the same time, there were a thousand American flags in India. You know, during Trump's uh reception, I guess. He got off the plane, and there's a crowd, there's a stadium as filled as if they're watching Penn State football, Sal. That thing was amazing. <laughs>
6: Yeah, and he didn't have to dress the part, right? Like some other no. people in uh, the, uh, <laughs> our neighboring continent, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. He uh, was he was just uh, he was just being himself, and it, it. I think that reception was very reflective of how the press didn't want to see that happen, right? They they oh, did yeah. not want it. They did not want no, to see
3: it. Did they even cover it? I mean, <laughs> probably not. Uh, they don't cover much anymore. I mean, they didn't cover that in Eastern Kentucky a Republican in a special election Uh turned a district red that had been blue for 35 years. Not even in the news. You know, we're going to take the House back, guys. We are. I I mean, say a prayer on it, but it's looking Uh good. It's looking good. I think our our economy can certainly take the stock market hit. It only only closed down 100 points today. You know, it's already pretty much recovering. But, uh, and I think, probably some of the polling after that debate, uh, when Rasmussen for the first time of this season, uh, polled likely voters and it shows that Trump is crushing Sanders and the leftist media is out there all saying, Oh yeah, you know, Sanders is up by two or three points on Trump nationally. Get out of here. Not possible. I'm sorry. Uh, Joe Biden. Let's talk about Joe Biden for a second. Uh, it's kind of sad watching this. I mean, I, I, I can't stand a guy, and I got mixed feelings. I, I, on the one hand, I'm thinking, this guy's got dementia. And there's a, a former White House physician, Ronnie Jackson, says Biden might need cognitive testing. Uh, you look at this guy. now. Now, hear me out. Joe Biden is not stupid. Joe Biden knows that his time is limited, that the only chance that he has, and he might not even have this chance, of him avoiding answering for his crimes is if either he or another Democrat is elected president. But I'll tell you what, when you look at him, is it possible, Stacy? is this guy setting himself up for an insanity plea?
0: <laughs> i never thought about that <laughs> i i mean that honestly that never you gotta um, be
3: you gotta cross- be half a, you gotta be half a criminal to think that way but uh,
0: anyway. <laughs> I, I i hadn't thought about it i had thought about the fact that um You know, he got in either to protect himself with that whole, you know, you can't investigate someone you're running against thing or was he, you know, was this a part of a a grander setup plan, you know, with Trump and Ukraine and and all of that? I don't know. I didn't think about the uh, insanity plea, but I do, I feel I, I don't know why he did it. I mean, I truly don't. It's terrible. It's just, it's terrible to watch him on the trail and I didn't realize he was as corrupt as he is. I mean, all well, politicians bad. are, and and he's he, been in there forever. But until this Ukraine, you know, uh, son information came out, I had no idea just how corrupt he was. So I've always kind of liked him in a way because he's just so dumb. I mean, I, don't, I mean, I know he's yeah, always, but
6: he he wants to make you think he's dumb. Yeah, but really, right. he's a sly actor and, I and think i'll he's tell tough. you i think he's yeah when he's too. when he started talking about china i was thinking i he was the i was just thinking of he was thinking about china i saw like dollar signs like a slot machine mm-hmm. in his head yeah like oh i'm i know how to work china when i, I was like yeah you know how to work china you, worked you know how pretty to good. work deals I yeah he're working pretty good
3: and you know but the thing kinda- about it is he makes those deals and his family gets rich and my exactly. steel mills go overseas
6: well, mm-hmm. I think that this is the last gasp for, I think this is, he realizes this is it for his family. This is it. This is the end of the gravy train. I think
3: so too. So I'm I think he's
6: trying to grab everything that he can at this point.
3: And not only that, think about this guys, because this is possible. This could be the end finally of a couple things of the Democrat media and the Democrat mm-hmm. party politically. We could bury them. And, and And you're hearing stories all over the place of Democrats changing over. Because they don't want to associate with this. They've hidden it so well. The media has hidden it so well that they're making you think there's only one communist on that stage. Mm -hmm. And that's not the fact. Let's listen to Biden in his own words. I can't even remember what this clip's about. Let's listen.
7: Oh, given to the gun manufacturers, absolute immunity. Imagine if I stood here and said we give immunity to drug companies. We give immunity to tobacco companies. That has caused carnage on our streets. 150 million people have been killed since 2007 <laughs> when Bernie voted to exempt the gun manufacturers from liability. More than all the wars, including Vietnam, from that point on. Carnage on our street. And I want to tell you, if I'm elected and or
3: I'm corn pop. I'll tell you about it. this guy, you know, they don't challenge anything. CBS is so incompetent, Sal. Uh, you have that. I mean, you also had Elizabeth Warren uh, repeated the lie she got busted on about uh, getting fired because she was pregnant. She repeated that. And it was proven over and over again with her own voice that that did not happen. Yeah, but CBS when you repeat when you
6: when you repeat the lie enough, what happens? You start believing it, and then other people start believing it. That's it's so intentional; it's unbelievable.
3: I know it's it's absolutely horrible, man. It's something that, uh, well, like I said, I, I don't think they have much longer, man. I, I don't. I think that these people are going to be held account one way or another. I'm not exactly sure how. Well, uh, but- I
0: can't wait to go back and look at the delegates and the polls and everything because my all I've been wanting this entire uh time is for a brokered convention to happen and for them to steal the nomination from Bernie. I think it will just be fabulous. Um, because I think that that will, that will put the nail in the coffin of the Democrat party. I really do. I think you're going to see if that happens, I think you're going to see the socialist, uh, wing of that party, uh, break out and, and create their own separate party. I just, I think they're done.
3: They may, you know, the people, the Bernie bros, they're not as tough as everybody thinks they are. You know, they get hit with some real resistance and, uh, you'll watch them melt. They might do a little damage, light a couple cars on fire. Uh, but, uh. I don't. I don't look at them as a serious threat. You know, as far as physical. I, I don't.
0: I don't think that they're a serious threat. I do think that they will cause some problems. I think it'll be just like if an NBA championship is won in a city where they right, go in right. and destroy some crap. I don't. I don't think they're going to get come out guns a blazing and and kill a bunch of people or anything like that. But I do think that they are going to be so fed up with the BS. That they're going to be done with the Democrat Party, and I think that they most definitely will not be voting for the nomination any any nominee if it's stolen from Bernie.
3: Right, yeah, and they're already practicing. I mean, there was a a shooting at the Coors Brewery tonight, in Milwaukee uh, today, rather. Uh, so they're getting they're getting ready for uh, Milwaukee to get burnt down, and I'm sure it will. I mean, there's no no question. We almost should have went to the DNC instead of the RNC. Uh, But I don't feel like uh, dealing with that. (laughs) Let's listen to the media cracking up over memes.
1: Taylor, I want to shift to you because you've had a series of fascinating columns and articles now at The New York Times about the meme wars. And this, for folks who don't know, is the new, new thing that's going to be really driving a lot of narratives and conversation and voter suppression efforts to some extent Mm -hmm. in this upcoming election. (coughs) For folks who don't know, explain to them what a meme is
2: sure a meme is essentially sure. just a I short mean... piece of content um, you know aimed at communicating a simple message so you can make it can be a short video it's often a short piece of text and an image almost like a political cartoon
1: and is, is how is it weaponized to achieve a political end and what are those political ends that we've seen in yeah. the recent months
2: well memes use humor to introduce new ideas and often these ideas can be very insidious and problematic um, memes in 2016 were used throughout Facebook and Instagram to spread misinformation so you know basically russian interference um memes are also usually hyper partisan so what gets shared the most on facebook and instagram are these you know very very far left very far right memes promoting misinformation
5: i'm panicked i am absolutely panicked no, no. but on twitter he's wrestling with okay round two name something that's not boring
11: a laundry <sighs> oh a book club <sighs> computer solitaire huh
1: <sighs> ah Even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
5: Us. Look at this video from his Twitter account this morning. This is a WWE WrestleMania video from years ago when Trump used to show up at WFWE events. You can see that the CNN logo has been superimposed onto the other fighter's face. Now, this showed up on a Reddit message board days ago. Now it's showing up on the president of the United States' own Twitter feed. The early reactions in the last 90 minutes have ranged from, this is juvenile, ridiculous, idiotic. Oh wait, no, it's just funny, he's just having fun. Oh wait, no, it's actually scary, dangerous. Is this president trying to impersonate Hugo Chavez, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, Vladimir Putin? Because this is exactly the kind of language that leaders use when they are trying to undermine the press. Of course, the American press is much more free than reporters in places like Russia and Turkey and Venezuela. First, it's not
3: just anti-CNN. Uh, it's anti-freedom of the press. It's anti-freedom of speech. It is a definitive statement by the president of the United
7: States. Uh, and it also goes to the question that many military
3: leaders in this questions are asked questions Uh, raised by military leaders in this country now, uh, by the intelligence community, by people in Congress about the stability of the President of the United States. This is an index of his state of mind. Uh, visually.
6: Well look first I want to say I couldn't disagree more with Ben and I think the most dangerous thing is to say oh have a sense of humor let's just laugh at it. You can kill somebody in seven seconds. That's part of the problem with social
1: media is people don't think about what they say and they put out hateful nasty stuff like this.
4: I'm panicked. I am absolutely panicked. In addition to all the lies and all the blustering at tonight's rally Trump's war room posted a meme on Twitter today. This lady kills Showing me. Trump as us from the Marvel Avengers movies. Dispatching his Democratic en- enemies. Take a look at this.
12: I am inevitable. On this solemn day, I'm, I recall that the first order of business for members of...
4: What? What are we in junior high school? Like, what the hell? Is, what is this? Like, what? What? I, I cannot believe that I'm even having to report this on the news. This is cr- this is crazy. <laughs> This is literally crazy. Are you people insane?
3: Are you, are you insane? How'd this guy get a job? Go ahead.
4: Troll the Democrats on Twitter. Do this stupid, silly, you know what? Play this stupid, juvenile meme game. I'm panicked. I am absolutely
11: no. panicked. Subscribe to the Dummy
3: Funnies now. <laughs> I don't know guys, but you know, how did Don Lemon get a job? This guy <laughs> Trump hasn't paid. He's the stupidest guy in the media today, man. I mean, all that all that silent air like like we're feeling what he's saying. You know, I, I can't watch the guy. I don't see how anybody could watch that network. I really I know.
0: It is. It's a sad network. And I, A, I can't believe that a news story was created to explain what memes are and how mean they are. And B, I think they're just pissed because Republicans are better at it. You know, they yeah. use the same stuff. They're just not that good at it.
3: They're not. And, and you know, I know you got to leave in a, in a couple of minutes. Well, in a few minutes, Stacey, uh, I want to I want to just uh, every now and then you got to take a mental health break. Right, we're 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 under this pressure washer all the time. You know, I mean, I got to be on three nights a week. Uh, You guys are on a night a week, and so you got to be prepared. So that means you have to go out there and be informed. And sometimes it's very uh, depressing. Mm -hmm. So I, I want you to visualize a bunch of Italian grandmothers, and if you ever met one Italian grandmothers, especially when it comes to food can be savage <laughs> i mean savage so we're going to go through all these italian grandmothers that are getting served it's going to start out with breadsticks and we're going to go to eggplant parmesan some spaghetti and meatballs we're going to move on to some lasagna and some ravioli uh are <laughs> making
0: me hungry i haven't had dinner yet
12: Who the f*** made this? This is a clam parmesan. Ugh, ugly. It looks like a skinny d*** to me. I wish <laughs> that this breadstick would be more flavorful. It's not like a piece of bread. It tastes like merda. That's not good. You know what merda is? What is that? Terrible. It look up. Disgusting. Please, I don't want any more, honestly. I don't want any more. This almost looks like egg pen, eggplant parmigiana. What kind of f- is this? It's terrible. No, eggplant parmigiana doesn't look
9: like this. The I fry, know this. The fryer. I don't like the, the way it's fried. Don't give me anything anymore,
12: please. It is eggplant, right? I have to be honest here. Yeah? Uh, we don't make spaghetti and meatball. This is an American recipe. I don't want to try. I don't want to throw up. I don't want because I don't, I don't know. <laughs> oh. Who cooked this because they didn't cook it right? The pasta has no bite, no texture. They, if I you give this to dogs, they don't eat. <laughs> what is this? What do you think it is? Piece of sh-
9: <laughs> it has nice cheese on it. Very good. I should bring my daughter here next time.
10: The flavor is good. Lasagna overcooked. No. No
12: Okay. No. <laughs> I mean, it's a sin that they make, call it lasagna. Oh, golly, what is this? No, this is not ravioli. You No, no, this is not ravioli. <laughs> the uh, flavor of the tomato, mixing with the mozzarella, the cheese that is inside of the pasta, and the pasta is pretty good too. But this
5: is the dish I'd like as an appetizer.
10: I wonder what kind of tomato they use. This
12: is soap, but the ends are very hard. They're like almost raw. You know the dough over here because it's doubled together. No. Like,
5: not taste the sweet, you know, the way we make, you know, the sauce.
12: Not sweet, we make them um, tasting. The, the smell have to be, ah. Oh, mamma mia. I wish you can come to my house and try my spaghetti. I love Italian food. It is a passion with me. I'm, I'm passionate about it. My whole life rolls around Italian food.
3: All right, so I just I felt we needed a, a mental health break, guys, and, and that was uh, I came across that. You know, they say whatever they want about Facebook, but man, we never used to get stuff like that before Facebook. That was good.
0: I know, I know. You gotta love the Italian grandmas. Mm. That's so awesome.
3: That's real too. <laughs> I
0: would never cook for them. Period. I don't <laughs> care if it was Italian or not.
3: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you go to the go to the video page. At steelcityresistance.com because you have to, half of that was visual. You had to look at these old ladies putting this stuff in their mouth and just getting that lemon face. <laughs> I mean, what a great thing. That, that made my day. And I thought about it. I, I hit record and I'm thinking, well, that's kind of long, but no it had to it had to be part of the show had to be
0: you know and you're so right because i do and you know that's why i do this so little now i used to be full on all the time but it just it wears me out dealing with all of the politics all the time and especially with all the negativity towards trump you know it just i think it was easier to fight when it was against obama um because I, I don't know it just it's Yeah but look first.
3: look at the good stuff though look at what just happened the mm. president got authorized to block grants from communist sanctuary cities like my own that is giant and that oh. is directly related to his 3 years in office because he flipped courts oh, i mean I the winds are coming you know just one after the other and, and like he said, uh, and I think it's a beautiful meme, if you will, or theme, uh, the best is yet to come.
0: I agree. I mean, this and has it, only
3: just begun.
0: And it, you think about it, too, though, with all that he's been able to do, um, especially since 2018 where he lost the house, it's amazing to me everything that he's been able to get done um, during that time frame. And because... I do think a lot of the rhinos have retired. And I think that um, Republicans who still are there that are rhinos and secretly hate Trump know that they have to um, be a part of this America first uh, program to win any longer. Um, And I think that if we get the house back, it will just be amazing the additional things that he can get done in his last four years and we need it we need it bad I mean I still think he can get he can manage to get a hell of a lot done without having the majority because they're so distract. they've been so distracted with impeachment for the last two years um that he's been able to kind of finagle a lot a lot of other things you know not behind the scenes right in front of their faces but they just felt like they could you know get rid of them this was a better chance to get rid of them um so I, I just I think it's imperative that we win the house. And I, and I truly think that we're going to be able to do it, especially if the Kentucky seat is any kind of uh, gauge, as they would say, bellwether state. You know, seat, I'm surprised that the media didn't cover it because, you know, we always hear about these bellwethers, you know, that it's going to really take the temperature of the nation and the Democrats lose after putting tens of millions of dollars into it and we never hear about it again. But then you have this race here that's been 30 plus years. A Democrat seat, and we and we flip it, and and they don't cover it at all. So I, I do think we're in a good position, um, but we shouldn't take anything
3: for granted. No, no, absolutely not. And we should stop saying socialist yep. and start saying communist. You're you're damn right. Uh, Stacy, thanks for coming on. We have to let you go. Uh, I know you have some uh, other engagements. Uh, how can people reach you?
0: You guys can most easily reach me at uh, Discovering Me Forty on Twitter. And um, I look forward to being back with you next week. And I can't wait to hear interviews that um, Mona does. And I hope that some people who are at CPAC call in because I'll be listening in and uh, hope to hear from people.
3: All right. Thank you, Stacy.
0: Thanks. Thanks, Al. Bye, y'all.
3: Bye-bye. All right. Stacy Rush from Atlanta, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the longest running co-host uh, other than Ward uh, in my uh, short career. Uh, Sal, I want to go, let's go back to politics and and let's go to uh, a very telling, very short clip by self-proclaimed communist, uh, lisping communist, communist with a voice impediment, Van Jones, uh, as he's uh, a little disappointed with Bernie Thanderth.
4: I think Bloomberg hangs on to the bottom of the the ladder and stays in the race. Um, I was disappointed with Bernie's answer. On the socialism question. He had to know that was coming. Uh, there's no reason to do a big retrospective nostalgia scream fest about authoritarian regimes from the 70s. There's, it was an opportunity for Bernie to clarify the American people. That when he says democratic socialism that's the point <laughs> it's not that stuff from cuba it's not that stuff from the soviet union it's the stuff that you see in, in northern europe is working well for normal people and they vote all the time he failed to do that it's unbelievable that he failed to do it it's what a big chunk of our party needs to hear from him and he did not do it tonight i also think and abdul let me
6: ask you about this because you're a supporter centers he has a uh, a refrain that I-,
3: I don't know why i don't cut those clips off after the pertinent part is over uh but sal uh, this is the new—here's here, what we have to look out for. Uh, we've we've figured out, and as you said, it's true, uh, Biden could win South Carolina and uh, upend Bernie's uh, apple cart. I don't think that's going to happen. I think, as you've already seen, Nancy Pelosi said that she's going to support whoever the nominee is. Hillary Clinton has said the same thing. I think what you're going to hear now is they're going to try— If we continue to allow them to use the word socialist as opposed to communist, uh, you're going to see this trend to try to convince these low-information voters that are not Bernie supporters in the Democrat electorate uh, that, oh, no, this isn't like Soviet communism. This is like Sweden. This is like Denmark. This is fine.
6: It's uh, I again. It just some of the stuff makes me so angry. Even that we have to even go there.
3: But don't forget, these kids have been. Uh, you know, I reported that it took them ten years in the Pittsburgh public school system before nine eleven was in the curriculum. You know that this is something that they've been, and that's not the only subject matter that's been taken out of schools
6: well ignoring history doesn't make it go away you and i both know that
3: but if you don't Um, know about it
6: no yeah of course you you can't make decisions properly and you're indoctrinated about other things that are supposed to be more important and more existential threats like the climate and all this other garbage
3: (laughs) yeah uh yeah it's dirt worshiping. that's what it is i mean earth day man it all started in 1970 In the United Nations Uh, That's how weak Bill Peduto is (laughs) That's his guiding light Uh, So anyway we talked about Joe Biden and his mental faculties Uh, CNN Now I'll tell you I saw this As it happened and I was stunned I was absolutely stunned That CNN Would belittle I mean I mean he had to fly with the official delegation to go to India, right? I mean, you don't just get to take a you know, a flight there. You have to be part of the pool that's covering the president to go and be involved in this. You have to have credentials. You have to have Secret Service coverage. We know this from going to events. And I want you to listen to Acosta. And it absolutely stunned me uh, what he said. To the president. Now, the president was needling him a little bit, but uh, wow, listen to this.
2: Okay, first curious. of all,
3: I want no help from any country. This is in and India. I haven't been given help from any country.
7: And if you see what CNN, your wonderful network, said,
3: uh, I guess they apologized in a way for, didn't they apologize for the fact that they said certain things that weren't true? Tell me, what was their apology
8: yesterday? What did they say? Mr. President, I think our record on delivering the truth is a lot better than yours sometimes. Your you don't mind is, me saying.
1: Let me tell you about your record. Your record is so bad, you ought to be ashamed of
8: yourself. You probably I'm the not worst ashamed record. of anything in our You probably organization have the worst is record ashamed, in the history sir. of broadcasting.
3: I mean, wow, man. To say that CNN's record is better than the president on truth after how many times they've been called out? Uh, And and, and not only that, I mean, what an inappropriate exchange, in my opinion.
6: He just wants to get attention. That's That's it. You're right. That's that's it. He's an attention whore. He wants wants to be seen on the big stage challenging the president, calling him out, you know, bringing the Russian narrative up again, because that's what they're going to do. They're going to keep on bringing up Russia because, you know, some of these people, despite what we know, They believe CNN is telling the truth, that this Russian story is all true,
3: and they're at it again, and
6: and yet they're at it again.
3: They are. There's a new uh, lawsuit pending uh, to gain access to the president's financial records, which I feel has absolutely nothing to do with anything considering the fact he's not even getting paid. He's donating his... Geez. The whole thing is so ridiculous. It really is. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Sean, you were on first. The Duke of California signs in. Hello. What's on your mind?
7: Hey, Hutchin, everybody. How you all doing?
3: Doing good. well.
7: Well, I got an update for you guys from California, and this one involves the Second Amendment. So all right. So we all know that California is so stupidly anti-gun, um, but well, this one will make you laugh. Uh, the area that I live in, I live very, very close to Del Mar, California. Now, that's a ritzy kind of area, but the fairground is so huge that it looks like you're at a super big arena of some sort. Um, anyway, so they tried to ban the gun show that's very huge over there. We won against that in the court. And now they're trying to uh, go after it again by saying, oh, it's all bad. They're promoting gun violence and all that. (laughs) Oh, God, you guys are just stupid. (laughs) And a a large portion of people turned out for the events. Now, that's big news. The now bad part is now they're trying to go after all lead ammunition this time. By not only just saying, oh, we're going to increase all the background checks, uh, we're going to make sure that we ban all of the sport-killing ammunition of, of of rifles and everything. I'm like, oh, my God, that's just stupid. you guys!" And this is all now heading to the Supreme Court. It's like, you know you're going to lose. Why are you
6: doing this?
3: That's what they all do. I mean, because
6: they're trying to, because Sean, they're trying to see how far they yep. can push it before one of two things happen. One people just accept it or two, it's challenged. Yep. And,
3: sure.
6: and, they're, and they're pushing people. Uh, they're pushing people to make decisions or they're, they're pushing them into submission because they have, uh, you know, they have a lot of, you know, the government has a lot of resources, they can fight a bigger battle usually than
3: unlimited, unlimited. resources.
6: Un- unlimited, especially for how much you guys are taxed out there. Uh, it, it's, it is unlimited. They're going to they're gonna be able to litigate most things into submission until someone is brave enough to stand up and challenge it.
3: And what you have to do, Sean, is you have to really pay attention to the things that happen, like the Milwaukee shooting that just happened. Uh, right. Really, if you look at our state of the Second Amendment, there is no Second Amendment in the United States of America. There just isn't. I mean, you can get a semi-automatic rifle, but that's not the, that was not the purpose of the Second Amendment. Back in the 1930s, uh, after the late 20s and the uh, organized crime that occurred mainly in Chicago— with Thompson submachine guns, they were able to ban automatic weapons. And they should have never been able to do that. I still think that's unconstitutional as hell. When you look at the basis for the Second Amendment, it has nothing to do with hunting. It has nothing to do with protecting your family, other than the fact of protecting your family against foreign invaders and the government. So why would you take why would you take automatic weapons away from citizens? That is the number one blow to the Second Amendment that has allowed the rest of this stuff to happen. And it happened under FDR. Don't forget that. That's really important. And I might be a little off on the dates. I will check it and I will come back or Sal's probably already checking it. But uh that's the deal, man. It's it's every person on that Democrat stage wants to take your rifles away. Yep. Except for except for except for Amy Klobuchar. Amy Klobuchar wants to make sure Uncle Nick, up in the deer stand, can have his 30 six. That that's clear. If you watch the debate, what a what a What a joke!
7: I I don't watch the Democrat debates. It's just—it's a monkey show to me. They're swinging from vine to vine of stupidity and communism. That's all they're doing. They are, but they're
3: the enemy. You you got to—you got to know your enemy.
7: Right, but I'm just—I want to keep my sanity.
3: All right. So what else is on your mind, brother?
7: Well, other than this whole coronavirus and China deal, I'm pretty pissed at the hobby community that I'm a part of. Because we've allowed ourselves to put our manufacturing plants of model trains in China. And all of this has slowed production down because of this big scare that they're making it out to be, which is not. When you put it in the way you guys have, it makes complete sense on why they're trying to do this. They're trying to crash the stock market and everything.
3: Well, yeah, Trump lose. I mean- I mean, Trump broke their economy, man. I mean, <laughs> come on. We, we all know street fights, right? Come on. You think that I China's know, happy right now? China's no, not happy. Man. God,
7: man, I'm just really pissed because it's like, I, I am literally, I think I'm going to have to start my own business and trying to manufacture parts for these things. If I can't get these from the manufacturers themselves because they rely solely on China, then it's like, what the hell is the point?
3: All right. Well, maybe you ought to make something yourself or something. And and you know what? Party don't get, don't get too upset. Go to steelcityresistance.com and go to the video page and watch those Italian grandmothers. And it'll mellow you out. You'll just be cool and you'll be back to your own self and ready to fight another day, brother.
7: Oh yeah.
3: All right. Thanks for calling, man.
7: All right. Peace out, guys. Yep.
3: Sean from California. Let's Thanks, go Sean. to Kentucky. Uh, where Eastern Kentucky is the spotlight of the day. And Rico, hi, Rico.
8: Hey, what's going on, brothers?
3: Not much, you know, What's uh, on your mind?
8: You know, this whole thing that uh, finally someone's striking back at these idiots, you know, you know, with the lawsuit, man, just kind of blows me away. But I'm still waiting for people to go to jail or be hung, things like that, because it's just a two-tiered justice system, a two-tiered, The FBI system, two-tiered law enforcement system, and and it
3: sucks. Well, you want to—I'll give you some good news. And Sal brought this up to me in our internal, uh, highly sophisticated broadcast platform. Uh, Steve Scalise was on Fox News, the uh, Minority Whip in the House, uh, who was almost killed himself by a Bernie bro, Uh, and and he is very concerned that when this uh, Department of Justice investigation is over, that people go to prison. And, I mean, Sal, you think it's uh, we're being set up that nobody goes to prison? And I feel the same way a little bit, but I think that uh, if they do that, boy, it's going to be hard to do that, I think. Uh,
8: Did you guys... uh did you guys hear about this guy who ran over a, a bunch of people? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Let me let me get Sal's reaction first, and then we'll go there. Go ahead. All right,
6: Sal. sure, man. Well, are we talking about Scalise or the? Yeah, the, Scalise. I Scalise. think Scalise is throwing this out there to take the shock value off of people not going to jail because they found some type of wiggle room to justify what they did, as far as what what occurred, and it didn't rise oh, wow. enough to to a criminal act, oh, even man, though I hope not. Went damn well. That what they did was wrong, and it was just, it was it was supported by all the way up the chain of command. So I, th- I yeah, but, but, but I, I hate to think this, but you know, if you take a look at that and see what he says, it's scaring the hell out of me that nothing's going to
3: happen. All right. Well, you know, if that's the case, if that is the case, and we don't rise up and we don't go physically to Washington. And do something about it. If nobody goes to jail over this, our country's over. They tried to overthrow the government. I mean, I I would go so far as to say if capital punishment is not involved in this, and you know it's not going to be, it's not going to get fixed. And and that was something, I did do a little research after you posted that, it was something that Scalise said. The only way that this is not going to happen again is if you crush the people that did this. He said that. And 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 it's spot on. Good. Yeah, but
6: we're we're talking about the swamp here and I just feel that it's I know, I know. It's so I know. swampy and these guys know how to maneuver, know how to make the moves. They they know how to wiggle around the system and how it works and Well, you know, I, you what, know, I I said, you know what I said? You know the how stupid solution
3: is. The, the solutions easy. I mean, it's not easy, but it's it's clear in my opinion. The solution is you take the DOJ out of the picture and you prosecute this with the Secret Service or you use the U.S. Marshals or you use the United States Army CID or NCIS. You use a separate agency. Get them off because they're on trial. So why would you use the FBI to investigate the FBI?
8: Yeah, they're not impartial. I agree. Yeah, right. Yes, Hutch, yes.
3: Agreed. That's what we need to do, Rico. Go.
8: Yeah, man. If uh, things go awry, man, uh, I think if uh, you know the, the Republican Party says, "Hey, we, we need to rise up and take care of this." You know, uh, I want to be a part of it. It's kind of like who was the first person on the moon, right? Neil Armstrong. I want to be the first person being known to put a cap in a Democratic set.
3: Oh, there you go, man. Uh, you know, uh, I've got one you.
8: question for Sal, though. You know, actually, two questions. Hey, Sal, did you try it yet?
6: <laughs> no, I did
8: not. I'm a complete. Do you want to take the Rico challenge?
6: Yeah. Okay. This go is... ahead. Go ahead. Let... Spill this, it out. This Let's is the see. Rico Let see. challenge. Let me see if I can do it. Go
8: ahead. Rico challenge is this: I've given it. I've given it to Hutch. Go get yourself a Java Mint. All right, and smoke it. If you absolutely don't like it, I will pay for it, and put it into your funds for Cold <laughs> War uh, radio. Same thing with you, Hutch.
3: Alright, Java Mint. I guess I gotta do it.
8: Java Mint. It's not what you think it is. Okay. Alright.
3: We'll check it out. All right. Thanks and all calm. you
8: women out there, if you if you never tried cigars and you want to try one, try a Java Mint. It's awesome. But I
6: have to But I have to have the Java Red, too.
8: But Yeah, that, I don't know about that yet, so I'm, I'm trying to get information well, I, on that. I, I, it's a cherry flavor one. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little confused by that.
6: Okay, I'm trying to get my hands on that one. It's just I have been uh, a little bit uh, occupied with a few things yeah, and, I got you, man. and I, not as mobile as I want to be. But this weekend,
3: when I take the wheels I'm, again,
6: no, my wheels are good. my wheels are on my <laughs> car. Now I got the locking uh, lug nuts now. I'm good. I had to pay some money for those. Uh Hopefully they weren't in. Ch- Hopefully we in China. But anyhow,
3: you want to buy uh, a key? I got a key for sale. If you want, <laughs> <Go ahead>.
6: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. I I actually found I found them, Rico. I just I just have to go get them. And aside from that, you know, it is my birthday coming up, so there's a reason to do this. So I'm going to take I'm going to take on your challenge, and I come hell or high water, I will have a report. I will. Uh, the challenge is on. Challenge taken. Mm-hmm.
8: And before I go, um, I'd like to say I'm going to try to find that uh, Mount Vernon uh, whiskey. I'm going to go try to find that stuff, now. hopefully, right. I'll get that in a couple months, and I'll, and I'll try that. Anyways, thanks for taking my phone
3: call. We'll hey, talk th- to you later. Bye bye. Hey, thank, thanks Bye-bye. for uh, being part of the audience, my man Rico from Kentucky. Let's go to CPAC. Uh oh, here we go, man. We're going to get that. We're going to get the scoop now. <laughs> Uh, You talk about a drama, drama queen with her husband is up next. Let's go to Marlene uh, temporarily in the National Harbor. Uh, Go ahead, Marlene.
11: Um, I don't don't mean to be a drama queen, but I just like I knew people would want to know. A lot of people were concerned about me, you know, getting over here and everything. But start start at the
3: beginning so people know what we're talking about here.
11: Okay, okay. So for those who don't know. Long story short, excuse me, um, I had booked a flight to um, get over here on, I should have been over here yesterday on Tuesday about 5.30, which means I would have gotten to my hotel probably around 6 or 7, depending on traffic. Anyhow, what ended up happening was we got up to Portland and we were going to board. And then they said, and we uh, was delayed. And I thought, okay, no big deal. Then at one point, then we actually got on board. Basically, we boarded and unboarded, I think, two times, maybe three. I'd say at least twice. Plus, we kept switching gates back and forth. So finally, I was away from where the gate was. I stepped out and um, I come back and my husband says, guess what? The flight's canceled. And I went, are you kidding me? So... Uh, after getting a little bit uh, very upset i uh I went over to uh, the Alaska they have a guest services over there at the airport in Portland and uh, they gave us a hotel and they also gave us uh meal vouchers that could be used um at the at the uh, airport the next day. In fact, they also gave us one in the afternoon on Tuesday because they thought we were still gonna get out so basically I had a free lunch on them. And then they gave me another set of them, and unfortunately I couldn't use them all, but that's just life. So anyway, we finally got in the plane this morning, got here, and uh, had a, uh, a great ride over here. I got got to the airport and uh, got a uh, Lyft driver. The guy, was a, he was a hoot. He was uh, originally from Venezuela, and he's legal, and he was a... He was the Trump supporter, so we had a great conversation. With wow, my nice. husband and him and myself. Yeah, this guy was awesome. And if I see him again, I'm going to tell him about the show. I will, almost did, but I, I will next time. I promise. If we, if I see him in the next day or two. So anyway, uh, we were the going only to go ca- to the-, the only the only
3: cab drivers you're going to see from now on in is Somalians. Just trust me on that.
11: I've heard that. So
3: you'll yeah, see You
11: told me that, so I'm. I'm gonna and I'll also when find out into, a hotel you, I guess they have shuttles.
3: When you go into the gate, yeah. just look off to the right. Yeah. And you'll see there's a bell captain out there. This is a very formal hotel. And he's okay. in charge he's in charge of all the transportation, the bell captain. He's in uniform out okay. there. And look okay. off to look off to the right as you're going into the hotel and you'll see the the whole convoy of Somalian taxi drivers over there. Oh no. <laughs> yeah.
11: Don't worry, I'll not life. take one. I know better.
3: So anyway, I, uh, are you enjoy I, uh, are you enjoying yourself? Did you get yeah. into the into the I mean, gate now Lord that and, I've got
11: calmed down and I'm not all, you know, frazzled and everything. Right. We've got a hotel we are in the hotel over by the Air Force Base. And uh, I was about ready to tell Grubhub uh, give them a few choice words that we got that straightened out. Uh-oh. And no, it's kind of fun. Brands. I've never listened to you guys from the uh, other side of the United States before. This is fun.
3: How about that? I'm going to be and down I look there forward
11: at... to meeting everybody tomorrow.
6: Well, welcome, welcome uh, did... to our welcome to our time zone. Yeah.
11: <laughs> Thank you, Sal. Thank you. Yeah. So are you, you going to
3: are you going to go out on Friday night and uh, get to see me or my wife or what?
11: Yes. Oh, you bet. All right. You got you. I want you and I want you to meet my husband too. Right. Yeah. yeah I want everybody everybody's excited. Everybody wants to they want to see me but they really do they want to meet my husband. Sure. And they wanted, and I remember Rocky saying that he says Marlene I want to make your husband feel like family. And I thought, you know, that's really that's really sweet of him.
3: Yeah. Yeah, he's down there too. Rocky's yeah. down there. Uh, I know. Valerie Z. Valerie Z and Double yep. Otter down there. Well, if you have yes, any I pictures, know. if you have any pictures, send them. Actually, send them to Ward, because Ward's going to put together a montage. We're going to try to take some pictures on Friday and maybe some video. Oh,
11: great.
3: And Ward's going to put something together. Oh, that'll together. be fun. Yeah. That, that will yeah,
11: be. I just have a phone picture, but I can share it. That's no problem. I can cool. uh, figure out a way to get it to Ward.
3: All right. Did you see any, uh, of, uh, any, any? Or did you really get into CPAC yet, or that's tomorrow?
11: No, that's tomorrow.
3: Okay. All but right.
11: we did, what I did do is I went over the bridge and I was able to see that carousel, that, that lighted carousel. That was so cool.
3: That's called a never, Ferris wheel.
11: Ferris, I know it's a Ferris wheel. I Cause, know. Cause Mr. It was Ferris, really cool and I guess the driver was in, that they're...
3: Mr. Ferris I was in guess that thing Pittsburgh.
11: they do, yeah.
3: And <laughs> I guess uh,
11: their, people really do ride that thing? That's what the uh, driver was
3: saying. Like I'm, I said, the only I'm, time I, I was only ever there in February, and you're not riding the Ferris okay. wheel in February. But it I is didn't lit think up. So
11: I wouldn't either. I'd be too damn cold.
3: But it is lit up, and if you go down there, it
11: is lit up, and it was cool.
3: It you was go right cool. down the steps there at the end of the block on the Gaylord. There's like a little uh, kind of reminds you of the boardwalk. Oh, you know, okay. There, there's a couple different shops down there, but I mean, it's not a real good time in February, you know. I, me, right. I think, I think I seat back. they ought to hold a seat back in Orlando or something, somewhere where it's warm.
11: Oh, now there you go. You know what I'm that. saying? But, uh... Yeah.
3: Glad you're having a good time. Hope you're enjoying the show. I am, Hutch. All right.
11: Oh, are That's, you kidding? I'm loving it. Like I say, it's really fun hearing it from, uh, actually listening in your time zone instead of mine. All
3: this right. It's fun. Please say hi to your husband. All right. We, we love him, too. I, I don't even know his name. What's his name? It. David. David. All right, David. Hello, David. Thanks yep, for listening. We'll
11: get to meet him on Friday, and nice. I'll make sure he does. Because
3: can't can't wait.
11: Anyway, yeah, it'll I prob- I had to call. I it'll probably be, be at a it'll probably help. be at
3: an adult establishment, though.
11: Luke, I'm fine.
3: Because I think what we're going to do is, is I think
11: fine.
3: I think we're going to have a show from there if we can That's find what a place. I hear. I'd like uh, you and Rocky. I know Rocky's listening, and I, I asked him on uh, the other day, "Hey man, recon this if you can find a place." where we can get, like, out of the way of the crowd noise, I'll mm-hmm. get everybody together, man, and we'll have a show. That would be so much
11: fun. At,
3: at 8 o'clock, you know what I mean? So don't that get, would be awesome. So to all of those of you that are down there, don't get all trashed before 8 o'clock. You know, you got to come on. And we, we don't, don't have,
11: worry, Hutch. I don't drink. Not, not you. Drink. Not, I, I know I'm
3: you on. don't. I know you don't, but a lot of other well, people just, do. Yeah. Just
6: put the explicit tag on it now, that's all. No, we're not having a, Exactly.
3: We're not having that's a drunk right, episode. Drunk episodes were for Berg's eye view. We're not having No, that.
6: that's right. <laughs> Those were funny.
3: <laughs> but bring bring your show notes. You know, you guys that are down there, bring stuff you want to talk about, because I'm not writing any show notes. If I come down okay. or we're just we're turning it on and then we're going. All right. So thanks for okay, calling, Molly. I hope no, you're having I'll, a great uh, time.
11: Yeah, you're welcome. I know I just had the call, but I'll yeah, I'll chat with you later. Thank I'll you. get off. Appreciate it. Okay, bye. All
3: right. Bye. No, no, don't don't be mad that you called that's great man that's that's good stuff all right we got a couple things I want to definitely get into uh Allegheny County but first Sal I want to talk about I hate talking about stuff like this I really do but I was very very pissed off when I saw this report Pete Buttigieg is sickening in my mind he just is he's uh punk-ass Navy Reserve driver that uses every little thing that he did to make it out like he's an American military hero and a gay rights activist hero and all this. And then they catch him plagiarizing Barack Obama's speeches. The same thing that got Joe Biden thrown out of the last two Democrat primaries that he participated in, if you remember that, he got busted for plagiarism and never never won a primary in his entire life up to this point. And now he's a dinosaur and he might win one uh, in North Carolina, I don't know. Uh, South Carolina. But Pete Buttigieg had a, a town hall, Sal. And you know how they Uh, you know, canvass the audience for written questions and everybody throws their written questions into a bucket and some campaign manager picks the questions that Buttigieg uh, asks or, you know, deals with. And apparently, there was a nine-year-old boy that, I don't know if you remember when you were nine, but I remember when I was nine and can't believe that this nine-year-old child asked the question, uh, hey, I want to be just like you. You're so courageous. Uh, How can I come out as gay? And when he asked the question, Sal, his parents that should be in prison in my opinion trotted him up and they talked about it on stage am I wrong or is that reprehensible nine years old think about that now nine I don't, years I don't, did I don't, you I, did you even have any and this is going to be a too much information moment but I don't care. At nine years old, I didn't even know what sex was.
6: Neither did I. But you could make the argument now, Hutch, with the proliferation of the internet and things that are available on not uh, online now. It's very easily that a nine-year-old fourth could grade ac- could access. It's very easy, easy. You know, two to parents working, it, computers are all over the place unless you have them locked down a lot of fourth graders have phones in their hands with unlimited access if you don't or and there's a ways around it uh and, while, and I don't maybe, maybe at our time you and I didn't even think about that and and it was far outside our norms but but even like even our, even if it
3: did come up it, it, you're the parent now and you're going to exploit your child like that
6: I don't think a child should be used for for that agenda. I think he should be
3: he should be disqualified. I think from the whole that... thing just for that. If he thinks that him promoting gayness, homosexuality between guys is going to get him elected president, he's stupid as. I didn't want to even bring this up. I didn't. Okay.
6: Hey, you know that's not part of. Um... What percent of the American population three cares about that issue? Less than one percent.
3: But it was and, and I mean,
6: aside from that, I, what who who, the in their, who in their right mind brings a shot up there to discuss this issue?
3: Here is the thing. Here is the thing. This it's nine-year-old kid, this nine-year-old boy, because of his parents, and because of Pete Butthurt, for the rest of his life. That's who he is for the rest of his life. He could be 45 years old and somebody's going to say, dude, man, you came up on a stage in 2020 and asked this guy how to come out as gay. And he's probably not even gay. You know you know what I mean? I, I don't know. I just, uh, I can't believe we stooped that far, man. I really can't. I, I, it's on it, the it,
6: fringes. They want to push these fringe issues. That are, are are shocking to some people to make them seem normal. Destroy the going. family.
3: Destroy the family. Yeah, everything. All right, let's move on. Uh, you brought a, a brilliant—well, not a brilliant—but you brought a uh, pertinent article. Uh, one of the things that I've been saying since 2016, and I even reached out to some Democrat uh, Pennsylvania state representatives in adjoining counties, and they were all too cowardly to answer me, because that's the way uh, Pennsylvania Republicans are. They suck. Uh, Nobody would answer me, Uh, but they announced, well, I actually have the numbers uh, here. Uh, President Trump, they said, lost to Hillary Clinton in Allegheny County with 257,488 votes to 363,017 votes, over a thousand, over a hundred thousand votes. They said that Hillary Clinton uh, won the presidential election in Allegheny County, which is total bullshit. And anybody that lives here knows it was total bullshit. President Trump had more. Support in Allegheny County Than any Republican uh, Even Reagan I mean I live You know where I live I live in a city And I had 10 Trump signs On my street And one Hillary sign Maybe two And they tried to tell me That she won by 100,000 votes What's going on in Allegheny County With the voter roll, Sal
6: Well Believe it or not, we've had a lawsuit filed, and the lawsuit's been filed by the Public Interest Legal Foundation, and they filed it in uh, against the Allegheny County uh, voter uh, records. They filed it to, to talk about the records there. Now, they've listed a, uh, some records that um, they allege have been broken down, and that we found people registered multiple times registrants who were dead for decades and problems throughout the rolls. Uh, the public interest legal foundation says elections should, elections cannot have the same people registered two, three, or even uh, seven times at once. We hope bringing this action will result in a quick solution before elections in November. And let's get the quick facts here because I haven't broken down. I actually have a little bit more information that than I would have that I, that I provided to you, Hutch. There were 7,493 voter or, voters that i have identified that have been registered three, four, and seven times. There was about 7,000 of those records. There were 15, over 1500 dead registrants. There were ones that were missing birth dates over a thousand. There were another bunch that were, uh, believe it or not registrants over the age of 100 there were and some in the 1800s there were 49 people that there were active records who had been born in the 1800s (laughs) which we know we'd love to live forever but it usually doesn't happen
3: you know Um, this is
6: so so the initial complaint explains that the foundation studied the counters counties voters list maintenance efforts throughout 2019 to date By a variety of means at several points in the past year, they've acquired statewide qualified voter files from the Pennsylvania Secretary of State for the purpose of comparing registration lists against the federal death records and other official sources. The foundation ultimately sampled all active registrants, finding more than the 1,500 listed as dead. So there is a ton of things Wrong. I mean, this is just a, they, they've done a, a they've done a examination here.
3: So I mean, if you, of, you look just, if you look at the electoral map when they put Pennsylvania out there, and you see that sea of red, and this little island of communists in Allegheny County, but you know we lived through this. Now I don't know if you were a big Trump supporter during the lead up to the 2016 election. I certainly was, and I went to several rallies, and the last rally that the president held in Allegheny County was at the uh, old Allegheny County, or no, the old Greater Pittsburgh Airport. And it was amazing. They had to open up Army-based parking lots to fill the overflow of rallies that were held previously that they didn't have to do that. And this was on like election night. You know, it was it was huge. And I just don't Allegheny County, what's it have? about a million people in it? I mean, maybe a million and then some. Uh, you sure. know,
6: I, gotta, I gotta mind that real quick, but basic, basically,
3: the people from Pittsburgh that didn't move out of the entire region. A lot of them moved to Cranberry Town, you know, to other areas in the region. And uh no way Hillary Clinton won by 100,000 votes. They couldn't get anybody to fill an arena. That was fraud. And it's in the county. Fitzpatrick, that's you. You know it's you. You know, I mean, this guy is corrupt from the day. I mean, they got jumping Johnny DeFazio is still on Allegheny. Uh. No, he's gone. Is they he gone them. finally? Is he finally gone? Finally gone. Yep, he is gone. But to
6: answer the question, it's 1.223 million. That was pretty close. You were in a ballpark.
3: And outside of Pittsburgh, most of them are conservative. You know, it's very... Uh, uh, the uh, urban sprawl doesn't go far in Allegheny County. In other words, uh, there are some... Uh, urban sites outside of Allegheny County, but man, there's a lot of rural too. And suburban. There, and there everybody's is, working.
6: I, 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 there isn't a, I'm in a rural area. Right.
3: Right. I know I've worked yeah. in it. I worked out where you live. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, I just don't believe that. And I think this is a great thing. I hope they get to the bottom of it. I really do.
6: Well, I hope they get, I hope they get them to clean this up and start taking this seriously because even though maybe the numbers aren't as big as a hundred thousand, there are still, still numbers here where people can, people can use these votes and it's out there. It's, it's right. out there they, yeah. they can, they can use these for whatever, what it, you know, I don't want to say they've been using them, but the possibility exists. Right.
3: All right. I want to talk, I want to change the subject a little bit. I want to talk about a judge. Uh, You've seen this situation with Roger Stone. Uh, And what a terrible, terrible situation this is. And not just Stone. Manafort, too. General Flynn. I mean, these are, especially with General Flynn, I mean, if they can get him uh, with this fake prosecution, they can get anybody. Uh, Tucker Carlson, uh, one of the... Just bulwarks at Fox News. This guy is good. He is fearless. I wish he didn't live in in D.C., but he does. So he's part of that community, but he is definitely on the right side. He's talking about the judge, the federal judge appointed by Obama that has presided over more than just Roger Stone. Uh, and says she's corrupt and she's out of control and should be impeached. Let's listen.
2: In this show, we covered the sentencing of Roger Stone, who is perhaps the most undeserving of all the many casualties of the Russia collusion hysteria. Stone received more than three years in prison. He'll be over 70 when he gets out. Officially, his crime was lying about emails, emails that were themselves entirely harmless. From the first day, Stone's prosecution was a transparent political hit job, Washington wanted him imprisoned because for 40 years he was Donald Trump's closest political advisor. Amy Berman Jackson is the federal judge who oversaw the case. She was appointed by Barack Obama. She is an openly partisan Democrat. She's made no attempt to hide that. Jackson allowed the foreman of the jury to lie about her political background, which in a normal court of law would have disqualified her immediately. But Jackson let her stay and then defended her. Then Jackson herself lied about the case. She claimed that Stone had been prosecuted because he, quote, covered up for the president, when in fact the charges against Stone had nothing to do with that. Amy Berman Jackson is a disgrace to the judiciary. It's frightening that in a country like ours, she has power, and she does. We said that on this show last week. Today, during a hearing, Jackson attacked us, and once again, she lied as she did it. Jackson accused the show of, quote, invading the privacy of the foreman of the jury, when in fact, the juror herself has spoken publicly and revealed her own identity. Many media outlets published her name, including The New York Times, The Washington Post, and CNN, all of which, of course, Jackson approves of because they're on her side. Then Jackson accused the show of, quote, harassing the jurors, even encouraging violence against them. That is insane. Of course, we did no such thing. Finally, Jackson called our criticism of her, quote, antithetical to our system of justice, end quote, which proves that not only is Amy Berman Jackson corrupt, dishonest, and authoritarian, and she is definitely all of those things. She also has no sense of self-awareness whatsoever. Jean Pirro hosts justice with Judge Jeanine and she joins us tonight. Judge, thanks so much for coming on. Can you imagine a federal judge in the middle of a very serious proceeding and the question at hand was, does Roger Stone deserve a new trial because of, of the partisanship of, of the, mm-hmm. the form of the jury. In the middle of that, lashing out with political attacks against a TV show that she went after the president by name. What does that say about her?
10: Well, you know, Tucker, I sat as a judge in criminal felony cases uh, as well. This is federal. But I'm stunned at her behavior, number one. Any judge who concerns herself with the media or the press needs to get a thick skin or at least wear a few robes to make it look like she has thick skin. All right. She should not be worried about you or anyone else. She's got a job and she needs to stay in her lane. But everything that you've said about her is accurate and right on point. She is a judge who should be outraged that a four person on a jury that convicted a man on seven counts may have lied to her, may have exhibited such jury bias that it would demand a new trial. But no, she's mad at you. She's mad at the president. She wants to have a hearing on whether or not there was jury bias in private because she doesn't want anyone intimidating the jury. Well, here's the bottom line the juror, four person herself, outed herself. We know that she is an anti-Trump person. She has posted many things about Donald Trump, about Russia, about Roger Stone, at least once, and she is a partisan. She ran for Congress. This is the kind of stuff that we seek to find out in a voir dire. This judge should be outraged not at anyone other than that juror. And the fact that she decided that she wouldn't recuse herself when she has already prejudged the issue by saying this jury acted with integrity and intelligence how do you know judge have you spoken to that juror do you know what was posted do you know how she answered the question what do you know about her background did she want to get on that jury and everything in my gut tells me she wanted to get on that jury and denied no doing anything that was partisan shame on the
2: judge shame on the judge. she should be impeached she's corrupt she's out of control and she's also muzzled roger stone taking away Ah. his first amendment rights He's not allowed on this show. She's threatened to send him to prison if he defends himself. Meanwhile, he's being attacked daily by CNN. Right. How can that happen in this country? I don't understand.
10: We've never heard of anything like this. We've never heard of a defendant who has been convicted and sentenced and, and be then told he can't talk, his lawyers can't talk, we will put him in jail. She is a partisan. She is the one who put uh, a Paul Manafort in solitary confinement when everybody I know in the legal community was this guy. Why should? Why is he in solitary confinement? She is a partisan. Everything that she has done, including her refusal to recuse her, Herself, not even having a hearing about that, criticizing you when she should be worried about the fact that she is a juror for person who's out there saying, I am upset that the Attorney General decided that this sentence should be less. The sentence, Miss Hart, has nothing to do with you. You decide the facts. And this judge is on the wrong side of justice in this case. She has aligned herself with someone who may have disrupted justice in Courtroom, and she has prejudged it and taken the side of that person. It's wrong. It's wrong. And her whole history—terrifying—that
2: someone like that sits on a federal bench. Roger Stone needs a pardon, and let's let's get past this. That's my view. Judge Jean, great to see you tonight. Thanks so Good much to see you. I mean,
3: I love that woman. Uh, so glad she came on this show uh, this year. But let's talk about Judge Amy Berman Jackson. Sal, in 2013, Judge Jackson rejected arguments from the Catholic Church that Obamacare's requirements that employers provide cost-free coverage to contraceptive services in spite of being contrary to their religious beliefs. Of course, this was overturned by the Supreme Court. In 2017, Judge Jackson dismissed the wrongful death suit against Hillary Clinton, filed by two of the families who who lost loved ones in Benghazi. The families argued that Clinton had done little to help their sons and then lied to cover it up. Then on January 19th of 2018, Paul Manafort's case was reassigned to Judge Jackson on January 19th, a few weeks after being filed. It is unknown why she was assigned to this case or by whom, What is clear is that with her atrocious and slanted record to date, the Deep State and the Mueller team certainly wanted Judge Jackson overseeing the Manafort case. Finally, on January 3rd, 2018, we reported that Paul Manafort filed a suit against the Deep State DOJ, uh, Jeff Sessions, Assistant Attorney General, Rod Rosenstein, and corrupt investigator Robert Mueller that should have shut down Mueller's corrupt investigation. She's got to go, Sal.
6: Well, hopefully, maybe, and I'm going to say hopefully, maybe, I'm hedging, that the appeals court is going to right the wrong. And that's what uh, hopefully our system is not one of just absolute judgment. There are appeals in place. And hopefully, if there was a wrong done, it it appears there was some definite juror juror bias there and and things went awry, that it'll eventually be corrected. And, you know, sometimes justice takes time for for it to happen and play out. And let's hope that it does.
3: Well, you know, and you're in the the industry. Uh, Let me just uh, put a scenario in front of you uh what if hillary clinton would have won i mean you talk about kangaroo court if she would have won uh these justices would continue to be put on these courts
6: yeah and they would probably feel that they had operated with impunity and they could do no wrong and nothing would happen. Like apparently, her. she
3: still does feel that way. Uh,
6: right, but it, but again, you know that's where hopefully our system does work. Hopefully, and if there if there is precedent out there and law that supports the argument of this juror not properly being questioned and really not uh doing what they're supposed to do because i don't know i don't have any i don't have all the facts here but that's <laughs> where a bigger and better court not bigger and better but the next level will review this and take a critical look at it and that's what like i said that's what makes our system great it does is that it's it's a system of checks and balances and sometimes justice does take time so let's true let's hold our breaths here a little bit yeah i you know the the guy, he operates on the fringes. I, I, you know, he was testing. He was really pushing the envelope here. Uh, he, he got his fate. Let's just hope that maybe it gets adjusted some, and and uh, real justice will prevail. Yeah, we'll
3: figure it out. Let's finally let's go into uh, a theory uh, brought forth. Bernie is getting close to cashing out. This is by the Daily Caller. It seems like Bernie's getting close to pulling the ripcord and parachuting to safety onto a big pile of cash. With Hillary circling, the media ramping up on communism, and the intelligence agencies collapsing on Bernie, his campaign seems to be rounding the corner. Bernie is being exposed for the communist as he is, and it isn't from the right. Sure, Trump made a few references to it, But since Minnie's takedown of Bernie in the last debate, the Democrat establishment has been going after him daily, which is hilarious because they're all communists. This isn't about who can beat Trump. Bernie has no chance, but neither does the rest of the field. This is about what Democrat nominee will be left standing after the deep state takes out Trump. That won't happen, but they're counting on Trump being forced out of office Either physically or legally with their preferred communist left standing. Did you see the tweet from Eric Holder that showed a picture of John F and Robert Kennedy and kinda inferring that somebody should kill President Trump? It's no, a real I didn't. it's a real I didn't thing. See that. I wonder if Bernie is being used to help the Democrats climb back up the ladder of credibility, and shed some of the radical communist branding it's worked so hard to cultivate over the past few decades. With seemingly everyone ganging up on Bernie, the party gets to point at him and say, hey, look at that communist. He has no place in the Democrat Party. I wouldn't be surprised if that's a term of his exit deal. Like the rest of the party, Bernie is a hardcore communist. Clips of him intentionally throwing Florida by praising a dictator from whom half of the state escaped on a raft over shark infested waters is nothing new. Talking about the Cubans. But what about the Bernie bros? Sorry, that's a myth. A bunch of dysfunctional losers does not form a revolutionary army. Sure, they may put on some skinny black jeans and a ski mask and set a car to on fire in some Democrat-controlled safe space uh, like Portland where crime is encouraged and self-defense is illegal, but they're harmless. Don't believe me? Uh, There's a a thing there where you can see a woman coming up and snatching the mic off of them and nothing happens to her. Uh, But Hillary is injecting herself into the election conversation. A broker convention is becoming more plausible. Minnie is the only candidate with unlimited money and doesn't rely on donations, and the media has been floating Hillary as a vice president pick. Hillary has expressed willingness to support Bernie Bernie if he's the nominee because he will need to reciprocate after he bails out. The deep state intelligence operatives are circling the waters on Bernie, but President Trump is calling for a probe. That may seem like it helps Bernie, but it actually accelerates his exit because President Trump is now immune from the inevitable narrative of Trump administration leaked to hurt Bernie by calling for a probe and putting shifty shift on the hot seat. That angle is cut off. But look, they're even going deeper.
4: We've got a candidate who's risen in the polls because of his track record. Bernie has all of this loopy stuff in his background saying things like, you know, uh, women get cancer from having too many orgasms or toddlers should run around naked and touch each other's genitals to insulate themselves from porn. Why has this stuff not been more surfaced? He's written about women's rape fantasies. That hasn't been surfaced. That's the loony side of Bernie. The policy side of Bernie is he has not been good on immigration. He has not been good on criminal justice reform. He was an avid backer of the 94 crime bill he's bad on guns uh bad on immigration and as a legislator as a member of the senate i think he's only sponsored seven pieces of legislation two for post offices in vermont
3: yeah i mean this is uh this is he's
6: done done nothing
3: that's right we got valerie uh from boca Raton, florida on the line sal go ahead and take that i gotta deal with my dog real quick i'll be right back Gotcha. Hey Val. Hi.
6: Hey Val. Thank
3: you for
9: hey, calling. Well, you know, I'm sitting in my hotel room watching my husband go to sleep. I really should be the one sleeping, but that's neither here nor there. I I tell you, this is so exciting. I mean, it's it's tough when you get here because the lines are extraordinary and and the place is big. I'm I'm sure you've been here. Um, I have not but,
6: actually. I have not. Uh, it, Are you
9: coming? Because I remember I, you saying your wife was going to be volunteering here.
6: Actually, no, but it's just, this just isn't a great weekend for me. It's uh, mm-hmm. a, I have some things going on, but that's okay. I know yeah. Hutch, I know Hutch is going you know, to be. I'm back there. in there. Yeah, I'm back. Hutch is going to be down. Yeah,
9: it, it's going to be, it's going to be, I had dinner tonight and drinks with Rocky and Ken. And we all took pictures together. You mentioned to send them to Ward, and I don't know Ward's email. I mean, I don't know All how right. to get the pictures exactly to him. So, well, you could send them to me. You could know.
3: send them to me, and I'll say, or either I'll. Uh, I mean, I'll, I have to get his permission before I give his email out, but I'll, I, which oh, I can do.
9: Course. Well, um, I could send anything to you, but um, I also met Brandon Straka and okay, took cool. a great shot with him, and and I met. Kim Claysek, who you had on your show, I did from maybe Baltimore. a month ago
8: from Baltimore. Yeah, Yeah.
9: she is dynamic and lovely, and we took a picture together. So this has really been, you know, the CPAC Mall is very exciting. Yeah. I have all kinds of buttons that say "Socialism sucks," <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, I mean, Double uh, O bought a, an American flag tie, and you know, we're just right. like. This is like heaven, really, for for conservatives. Yeah did you uh, did you so get a chance
3: I, to go on Broadcast Road and Radio Road? Did they set that up yet?
9: No, I don't. I did not get a chance today because by the time we got here, and the lines waiting to register were right. pretty extraordinary. Yeah, um, it's an election year, and I. It's an election year and I landed at Dulles, and so I you know a little bit of a car ride and I'm not complaining because what poor Marlene went through is nothing oh, to right. compare. <laughs> but um you know it's a beautiful place uh the atrium is gorgeous and all the the dining outside you know you can just d- stay inside and think you're outside which is lovely. They've it is redone nice. the place. It's it's really pretty. So yeah, we're do- we're doing great, and I-, I don't know how we're all going to connect, but Ken has my number, and Marlene has my number, and somehow we'll all get it together Friday.
3: Yeah, we'll figure something out. I mean, we're going to come down. I, I, you know, I wasn't going to come down, but I, uh, I started feeling guilty. Man, I'm like. <laughs>
11: Yeah, sometimes guilt is a good thing. That's true. I'm, I'm I mean, that's true you felt a little guilty and decided to get here. I can't
3: believe my wife said okay. I mean, that that's different. That was that was cool. But
9: uh, yeah. uh, we'll we'll be well, down there. We'll have a you. She wants to meet all the people you talk to all the time. Yeah, I mean, it, come it, it'll, on. It'll right? be a
3: good time. It'll be a good time. We're going to do a show. So uh, we'll figure out how that works. Uh, yeah. And, and, uh,
9: so Hutch, your email is Hutch at. Uh SRTV?
3: A, no. S C R T V at Live dot com. Steel okay, City Resistance be- Television. S-C-R-T-V at Live dot com.
9: Okay. Um, you know, the phone number when you're on Spreaker and you you know scroll down for info because I'm not home and I don't have all my stuff in front right. of me, it comes up with the old phone number.
3: Oh really? Okay, I'll fix that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll okay, I, I, well- I, I, well, well, thanks like for calling. Team,
11: everybody.
3: Appreciate it. Okay.
11: Thank you. All right.
3: All right. Thanks, Val. Say, say hi to, to Double What. Say hi to Double Lot for me. All right. All right. All right. All right. So we'll be down there uh, on Friday. That's going to be good. Man, we're out of time, Sal. Uh, any final comments? And uh, how can people get in touch with you, brother?
6: Final comments. Thanks, Hutch. Appreciate uh, us being able to get together and have a really good show. You can reach me on Twitter at sal s-a-l-a-t-c-w-r i want to have i want everyone to have a great rest of the week and for all those of you attending CPAC, i really hope you have a good time and hutch please uh share everyone you know tell hello for me to everyone and tell them that uh i hope maybe sometime to meet them soon
3: i'm sure you will and thank you for uh participating i mean you've uh you do some good work, so i glad to have you on the team. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for letting us into your life for a couple hours. We're going to try to go down to CPAC on Friday, uh, the aftermath anyway. Uh, go to SteelCityResistance.com, become a Cold War Radio patron. Uh, you can donate there to our war chest as we prepare to go to the Republican National Convention Uh, In North Carolina Can't wait for that Uh, Check out the Facebook page Facebook.com Slash Cold War Radio 22 They're censoring that a little bit The email FCRTV At live.com Podcast available on Spreaker If you go there And you have to search Search under news and news commentary You'll find us The405media.com Plays the show 8 a.m. Eastern Time every day on demand at iHeartRadio. The Cold War Radio app is free in your app store, whether Android or iPhone. And if you have hearing problems, you can check the show out on YouTube where it is fully transcribed. Support rsbnmusic.bandcamp.com support jacob seals ladies and gentlemen we'll catch you next time god bless